Well, today is the first day of fall and every indication, I mean, you know, weather and the looks of our corn and soybean crops says harvest is either starting for early planted fields or just days away. Checking in this morning with Purdue corn expert, Dr. Dan Quinn for an update on how we're doing. Dan, it's been a challenging year with intermittent micro droughts, I like to call them. You know, little short spurts here, two weeks here, two weeks there. USDA dropped Indiana's good to excellent corn rating about a point this past week, probably justifiably so, you know, with all that hot, dry weather we had at the end of August. What's your general sense of how the state's corn crop looks at this point? Yeah, I think it's variable. It's kind of all over the board. Um, and that's just really a function of what you talked about, right? We've times where we've been very dry and then we've got quite a bit of rain and then we've been very dry. So the condition ratings went down and went back up and now they're <laughs> coming back down. So there's still a lot of really good corn um, around the state, but I think, you know, end of August, it got really, really hot on us and then it got really, really dry as well. And it's, it's kind of persisted um, with how dry it is around yeah. the state. And I think yeah. that's, that's really impacted how quickly the crop is maturing. It's impacted some of the grain fill corn. We want it to kind of stay as green as long as possible until it's mature. Um, but so I think some of that's been sped up. So you think about the size of the kernels and the weight of the kernels. Mm-hmm. I think that some of that's probably been impacted. So there's probably, you know, a fair amount of areas where that yield has been impacted because the, the grain fill maybe wasn't as good as, as what we had hoped. Yeah. Any guess based on what you've seen traveling around the state as to what our average yield might be? Yeah. So if you look at the USDA, they originally predicted 195, which is tied for state record. Um, I wouldn't expect it to be that high, Yeah. but there's still a lot of really good corn out there. And yeah. I think we're, you know, still around that 190 range, 191. So I think there's still really good state yield averages. So I still think we're in that 190 range. Still pretty good. Yeah. You mentioned grain fill, certainly a critical time there at the end of August when we got all that hot, dry weather. You penned an article here recently that I found really fascinating about leaf senescence. A couple of lines in there. You said previous research has associated both an extended grain fill period and sustained leaf greenness, which indicates delayed senescence as two contributing factors to improvements in grain yield. And as I look around, I'm seeing a lot of stuff getting into the tail end of September that's looking pretty green. Yeah, you think about corn as it approaches maturity and and as it's filling grain, it's pulling a lot of those resources to fill that grain from that green leaf area. So it's photosynthesizing. So if we don't have the green leaf area, we're just not getting those sibilants that are going into that ear to fill that grain. So if that crop shuts down and we lose that green leaf area too soon, we just aren't getting that mobilization of those nutrients into that ear to fill that grain. You know, one aspect of what we see with newer hybrids today is that they often stay a little bit greener, a little bit longer. And then also instances where we have really good yields or even years where we have record yields is where we see temperatures maybe are a little more moderate late August and September where the crop, you know, maybe stays a little bit healthier. So maybe we don't have nutrient deficiencies or foliar disease that can also overtake that green leaf area. So that crop stays as green as long as possible till it hits maturity because that crop is depositing a lot of dry matter, a lot of dry weight in those kernels. And that can really significantly swing yield one way or the other. Yeah. 
we always think about corn kind of manage it throughout the entire season even in the last 30 days of until it reaches maturity there's still a lot of yield being determined how heavy are those kernels going to be how big are those kernels going to be and they can really factor into to that final yield and it's often a function of what that health or that greenness of that crop is all the way up until maturity one of the things you just mentioned there and throughout some of the articles that you've written here recently is is about hybrids and you know we go through a stressful year like this and you know sometimes some of these new hybrids they outperform expectations are you expecting any of that this year oh yes yeah i think that's something we we see every single year even in our own research um, i think it's always important for farmers to work with their seed dealers and, and try different hybrids you think about even from polar diseases in general we often see large hybrid differences in how well they can tolerate um, some of this disease but you also think about hot and dry stressful conditions yeah. even senescence you know certain hybrids can stay greener a little bit longer have better health so we often see hybrid decision is, is really Really, really important in finding those hybrids that are consistent and resilient. And we talk about how big a swings we've had this year. Yeah. Okay, what are the hybrids that can withstand a lot of that and push through that and still yield what they need to? I think that's really important. Well, it's kind of a good news, bad news situation where we have a year like this because it's going to push hybrids and give us an idea of how well they do. But at the same time, the stuff that's not going to survive that kind of stuff. Dr. Dan Quinn, lead corn expert at Purdue University. Thanks so much for your time. I always appreciate connecting with you. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. Podcasts by Federated Media.